Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. This season is all about intentional comfort, and we'll be taking a look at the crossroads of the inspiration, intention, and action that you can take to bring more comfort and joy to your everyday. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 332 here on Jumpstart Your Joy. This week's episode is the finale of season seven where I've been talking all about intentional comfort and how to bring more comfort and ease into your everyday life. It's really been amazing to spend a year with this topic. I love that I do this with the show. And so this episode is really the wrap up and the look back before we jump into the next season. If you have not yet listened to the episode where I did the countdown of the top 10 most downloaded episodes, I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. I want to say a warm welcome to everyone. I'm so delighted you're here. If you're new to Jumpstart Your Joy, this show has been around since 2015. And if you would like to find out more about me, Paula, I am a podcast producer now full time. And I also offer a mastermind, which will probably kick off again in the new year. I've written a book, Jumpstart Your Joy, Heart-Centered Ways to Find Joy in the Messy Middle. And I am also a podcast consultant. And you can find out more about this show at jumpstartyourjoy.com or my website is paulajenkins.com. In today's episode, I'm gonna be looking at the top five things that have stood out for me as I've spent this entire year with the idea of intentional comfort. So let's dive into the first one, which is we need to choose comfort. A lot of what went into the ideation for this season and talking about comfort was obviously my initial conversations with my friend Jen Oglesby. And I'll link up to that. We talked about how the last two years at that time had been so difficult and like, where do we go from here? And the thing is, I think a lot of us were craving and probably still are craving comfort when everything had felt so uncertain for so long. And I always say, because the cornerstone quote for this podcast, of course, is joy is a choice and we must keep choosing it. And that's by Henry Nouwen, the theologian who taught at Yale Divinity School, where I actually went as well. You know, I think we could swap the word there that joy is a choice and say comfort is a choice and we must keep choosing it. There's anything that we want to prioritize in our life that we have to put time towards it. We have to put it on our calendar. We have to make sure that it's something we're seeking out because if we just wished that things were easier, (laughs) I don't want to be the bearer of any kind of bad news, but I think, you know, life is really what you bring to it. And just as I would say, we have to carve out time for joy. If you want more ease, then I think you have to mindfully approach it. So let's walk through inspiration, intention, and action, which of course is the framework that I generally use. The inspiration just might be, hey, I'd like something easier than this. The intention would be, let's set it up so that my life feels easier. And then the action would be actually building it into your schedule or building it into your life or taking on a new hobby that feels comforting or you know, having a home-cooked meal that reminds you of a, a different time and place in your life. I think all those things could build in comfort, but it's up to you (laughs) to put it on the menu, if you will. It also strikes me and struck me when I started talking about comfort and joy, of course, (laughs) that it is included in a holiday song about good tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. And I think there is a reason why those two go together and that at the end of the year, when we are celebrating a year gone by and whatever your religious inclination may have you celebrate at the end of the year, I think we are looking for a way to wind down and a way to 
hold space for the things that we've done and to kind of take a breather. I mean, it feels like the whole world does that, right? Even the seasons do that. It's a a time of darkness and quiet and solitude. And so I think comfort and joy are bookends for each other, but I think they also go hand in hand. The second thing that stood out for me in talking about intentional comfort for a full year is that it really is all about riding the wave. And this will tie in closely with it being seasonal and cyclical, which is a third point. But I think allowing yourself to know, especially when times are hard or you feel overwhelmed or you're not sure what to do next, knowing that it is just a wave, you know, and it may seem like a very long wave. (laughs) Uh, Again, sorry to be the bearer of bad news. But I think if we can just get our heads around this idea that if we can just ride this thing out for a while things will change. I mean, the only thing that we know for certain in this life, and of course, that we want to fight constantly, is that change is certain. And so if we can ride the wave of whatever the difficult thing is and intentionally schedule in that comfort, then I think we're going to be in a better place, both in knowing it's a wave and that we can ride it out and by clinging to that intentional comfort that we are setting up for ourselves. Because the third thing is that, you know, hard times, good times, comforting times, (laughs) overwhelming times, It's all cyclical, knowing that there is a season for each thing, that sometimes will be easier, sometimes will be harder. And knowing this can maybe help you find uh, comfort in, in one, that the season will change, just like if you ride out the wave, but in two, that that this is part of the bigger plan. And, and I don't mean to say that necessarily from a spiritual perspective, but I think we all are met with things in life that are a challenge and that we grow and change from them. If you have ever walked a labyrinth, which of course is one of my other favorite things, I'm a certified labyrinth facilitator now, but a labyrinth is a bunch of switchbacks that lead you to a path in the center. And of course, when you start out on walking a labyrinth, you know, well, I'm going to make it to the center because it is not a maze, which is meant to trick you. You will always get to the center of a labyrinth. But I know when I walk one, and I'll put up an image of one of these on Instagram and in uh, the show notes for this. And you can trace it with your finger, but you'll notice that there's times that are just a really long walk around the outside of the labyrinth before you switch back into the center. And I feel like sometimes those times of calm or joy or whatever, you're on that easy going path and you're not too worried about how things might change or whatever. And you can just feel comforted and confident in that good time. But then, of course, the switchback comes and you wander and meander your way, maybe sometimes lots of changes before you get to another period of time where things are easier. And so lots of times I like to think about the labyrinth when I'm feeling like things are either really hard or really great is that this is a season and that this is a period of time where my life will be like this. But around the river bend, so to speak, things will change. And I find that comforting. And I also find that it's important to remember that when we're feeling like there isn't a lot of ease in our lives. And I'll also put a link in the show notes here. I would love to lead another virtual labyrinth walk with all of you. So if you want to sign up for that, do it. It's a lot of fun. And labyrinth is a great metaphor for life. And I'd love to introduce you to it if you would like to join me. So jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash labyrinth. Let's do it. The fourth thing, and this is a new book that I, you know, it just popped up in my Audible list, Living Untethered by Michael A. Singer. He's clearly a very wise man, and I really love the idea of he is suggesting that it's imperative if we want to live a life that's untethered, which means 
you know, unbothered and not attached to outcome, but that it's imperative that if we want to live that way, that we have to start to understand who it is that is, as he calls the air quotes, you in there. So, you know, he kind of pulls back all of the layers of so many things of our mind and how we have self-talk and chatter that goes on, but digging deeper and deeper and deeper to figure out who is that that is in there, in our deepest heart of hearts. Who is that that has that consciousness and has that ability to think and perceive and understand things and kind of even see yourself outside yourself. And I'll put a link to it because I would, I think you'll love it if you wanted to get more into this idea of how do you live an untethered life. And I think that has a lot to do with that intentional comfort of you're taking the active steps to go through the personal growth and the personal development to get to know the you in there, to know what that source of you What does it need? What would feel more comforting to it right now or to you right now? How can you find your way to that so that it doesn't feel that you're just kind of a buoy out on the waters bumping around unsure, but that you have something that you you know to be true and you are untethered to the storm. You can find the calm regardless of where you are. And so I think it's really important to get to know your own inner landscape, really knowing your own patterns and habits and how things go for you can make it so that you can both be untethered with what's going on in the world, but also be anchored in a way that makes things easier and calmer and more predictable for you because you know yourself well enough to know that the storm outside doesn't really matter. And the really big takeaway for me with that book is that you can start to question some of the patterns and habits that you recognize that you have after you spent some time looking at them. Because comfort can come from getting to know yourself instead of fighting whatever comes up and ruminating on whatever comes up and getting wrapped around the axle, as one of my old clients used to say when I was a life coach, about everything that comes up and letting your mind ruminate on it. So I think getting to know the you in there is so important. So I'll link up to Michael Singer's book. I think you'll love it. And then lastly, the fifth one is that joy and happiness, at least for me, is comforting. I think it's so important that each of us makes time for whatever it is that makes us happy. And that we let go of the expectations and pressure of day-to-day life that's telling us what we should do. And just learning to let ourselves be in the present moment. And part of the reason there were several reruns over the last weeks is because I took some time and I went to Florida with my sister. And I had decided that I really wanted to go to Walt Disney World. I hadn't been since I was a kid, but it's its 50th anniversary and it is also my 50th year on the planet. So I figured that would be a really neat way to celebrate. And it's been interesting because I can kind of watch myself. Maybe it's the discussions that I've had here over the last now eight years. Maybe it's just doing some of the inner work and learning to understand myself. Well, I know what makes me happy. And, you know, we've talked about some of the bed in a bag versions of joy and a theme park is one of those and I think they play a role and there's something magical that happens if you like Disney if you don't that's also all right but you can probably identify one of those bed in a bag versions of joy for yourself maybe it's a concert maybe it's a theme park it could be any kind of thing that's kind of prepackaged, done for you you show up and enjoy it but I decided that since it was Disney World's 50th year and my 50th year that I wanted to go see it because I have watched quite a few videos of some of my favorite vloggers and 
I just, I wanted to go experience that magic. And it was interesting because I did take a lot of pictures, but if you look on my Instagram, you wouldn't know that I went anywhere. And part of that was because I really wanted to soak in the time that I was spending there. And then my sister and I went on a cruise, a time that we were spending there. I wanted to be in those moments. And I did not want to make it be something that I had to report on or share out or that it somehow became something that was a brand thing for me (laughs) or that it had to be on Instagram. And maybe I will put a couple pictures up now after the fact. And I hope you'll find me there at Jumpstart Your Joy on Instagram. But during the time, I didn't want to detract from the joy that I was experiencing in the moment to feel like I had to share it with other people. And I think it's, it's important to know when that's coming up for you and make the choices of what feels good and right and happy for you because that's where the comfort is. It was very comforting to me to be able to enjoy that time with my sister, that time away in a place that I just really wanted to explore and take in completely and not feel like it had to be about anybody else getting a report about where I was. So I think the more that you can identify for yourself, the more comfort you will find in some of the joyful things that you schedule for yourself. Because not everything has to be for display or for sale. It can just be for you. So that that's the wrap up of season seven and spending a, a year here with intentional comfort. I would love to hear what intentional comfort has meant to you in the last year or how you've found comfort in this strange, still strange time. You can email me at paula at paulajenkins.com if you want to share a thought. I would love to hear from you. I love getting your emails. And then next season. Oh my goodness. We're getting into season eight. Never in my wildest dreams would I have thought in 2015 that in the year 2022, I'd be talking about season eight of this show. It's just amazing. The life it has taken of its own, but I'm really excited. So the, the first three interviews that I have lined up, one is with Sir Darius Brown, and he makes bows and paws. He makes bow ties for pets and donates one for every one that's purchased to pets that are in that are in shelters. Now, the amazing thing is that he started this as a child and he is still only 17. So it's a great conversation and I really love getting to talk to him. I'll also be speaking with Jennifer L. Scott of the Madame Chic Books and of the YouTube channel, The Daily Connoisseur. She is amazing. Um, I love her outlook and we had so much fun talking about Little House on the Prairie and so many other things. And then I also have John McEwen of Nitty Gritty Dirt Band coming back to talk. He was on this last, uh, I think actually season six, and he's coming back to talk about a new book that he's written. And he's always a lot of fun to have on the show. We'll also hear from Helen King, who's another podcast producer, and so many other people. I have a bunch of pitches out, and I'm so excited to see who comes back. And we're really just going to be digging into old-fashioned joy. I hope you'll come on back for season eight. (laughs) And until then... Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.